everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Uh, you know, I've been giving Laura crap about her microphone for like a month, um, but we got it all sorted. She sounds amazing, but I guess mine this time is a problem. So I'm really sorry about that. Uh, we'll get it sorted. And um, yeah, I don't really know what to tell you, except that this one is a fun one. We start by talking about um, the slap about what went down with Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars, which maybe is a conversation that's already played out, but um, it leads us into some interesting chats about um, what to do when there's been an injury inside your relationship, how to achieve repair, how to chase health and wellness. Also, something really cool happened. We reached 2,022 followers on Instagram at Marriage Therapy Radio. That's pretty fun. Um, So thanks for following us. And if you're not following us, please do that while we chase our blue check. And uh, for now, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I have to tell you about my old lady thing that I did. Okay. I fell down the stairs. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> and and I hurt my foot. And I was just like, is this really... I'm, I have been doing all this training, right? I'm like in, I don't know, month three or something of all this running training. And yeah. uh, the half marathon is not this weekend, but the following weekend. Oh, you're doing sabotage. That's what you're doing. The, I feel like... <laughs> that is what luckily my son was with me so he can actually vouch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, did the old lady thing where I was like wearing socks, slipped down the carpet stairs. I got to the bottom and I hit my heel on the hardwood and it and I it must have just like kind of anyway, I don't think it's broken. I hope it's not broken. Yeah. But you know how I solved that problem is I only have two stairs in my house. It's true. Going from your kitchen down. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I very rarely fall down the stairs. Well, I also very rarely fall down the stairs. But when I do, apparently I like to hurt myself right before race season. So that's neato. I love it. Yeah. Um, hey, do we need to talk about Will Smith? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it. Um, I will tell you that I haven't. I haven't been watching social media. I don't know what other people are saying. Like I am completely, if you, I would be really great on the jury because I have not been following any of this, but I do know of what played out. I know that there was a slap. I know it was said prior, during, after. So I know those details, but I don't, I don't have a, I was just giving you, I was just giving you our time because Mm. everybody's talking about it, but that's also why I don't want to talk about it. I think part of the problem with that whole thing was that there was a ton of really, really cool stories and performances that should have come out of that night. And we're not talking about those, Mm -hmm. right? We're not talking about, um, you know, I don't even want to, I mean, I could begin to list them all (laughs) for me. It's all women, right? Like Jessica Chastain and Jane Campion and Ariana DuBose and Mm. even the host, like Wanda Sykes and Regina Hill, Regina Hill. Wow. You know, all all those guys, like, just like they, they put a lot of work into their performances and to their efforts. And I just think as much as possible, we got to bring those forward. Um, so, but yeah, it's been a really interesting kind of, uh, sort of flood of the news cycle about that because it was, it was a big deal. It's a really big deal. So you don't want to talk about it, but you are talking about it. I know, right. That's the bind that we're all in, or at least that I'm in right now, because, um, because I want to talk about how upsetting and how angry I am about it that is we're any, not talking about the other thing. Is anybody and I don't, not? And then I'm not talking about the other thing. Is anybody not? Um, or is anybody defending Will Smith? Or um, because I guess the only kind of messaging that I 
can see coming out of this is you don't, you don't touch other people. You don't, you don't slap people. You don't, you know, like then make excuses and say, love makes you do crazy things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's generally understood that he, act, he, he, that it wasn't okay. Uh, acted out. It wasn't okay, but it's opened this other dialogue about protecting women. And what does it mean to be the protector? And what does it mean mm-hmm. to be, you know, defend honor and all that stuff. And I think it's just a, I think it's a false debate to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So, well, anyway, uh, I think that she showed, uh, I mean, I think that Jada Smith, like she rolled her eyes. She used the communication styles that she got her point across from someone who was on a stage to someone who was sitting down that what you just said was not okay with me. So she rolled her eyes. And I think that that was, I think, she was able and she who knows what she would have done maybe she would have commute reached out to him after the fact and said hey not cool dude i don't i don't appreciate that well i think what she would have done is get over it real fast because it was a dumb joke and then her husband 15 minutes later won the biggest award of his life and they weren't going to be talking about that anymore they're going to be talking about the trophy and the speech and the mm-hmm. accomplishment and how mm-hmm. much you know and how how much dignity they showed by ignoring a stupid joke. Like, and if it really mattered, then sure, let's go talk about it uh, hey, next. But I do have a question for you though. Like, let's just take yeah. this out of the context of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Let's talk about, you know, you're at a dinner party and someone like cracks a joke about you and your wife goes, Ooh, that's like his warm soft spot. Like, like I know that that was a dig. I know that that hurt. I know. Mm-hmm. And they probably have no idea. Right. And you don't say anything. Is it okay for her to go, Hey, and whatever, do whatever reprimand or draw attention or whatever. Or would you say that needs to be a private conversation between you and your wife where she says, Hey, I didn't think that was very cool. And I'd really like to speak up. I'd really like to say something. Like, is that something that she should be asking for permission? Because it's kind of outing your soft spot, right? I, so full disclosure, I did a podcast with a guy who wanted to ask me all about Will Smith. So I have been thinking about this for two days and I did a whole, maybe 45 minute long conversation with this guy about it. And it's, and I, and then we went into that exact example, which is mm. what if we're at a dinner table? What if this exact thing happened at, a, at the dinner table, mm-hmm. um, at a dinner party with you and your friends? I think, first of all, the room gets really quiet and awkward. Right. Like, yeah. Ooh, Chris, like, did you really just say that to my wife? Yeah. But I think that that becomes now the conversation and, and it would become a conversation because I'm assuming that we're all acting like adults. So my whole premise in this conversation that I did with this guy, his name's Leo Flowers. He's a friend of mine. Um, he, I just talked about like, where were the adults in the room? Yeah. In that moment, there were no functional adults in the room. And that's the part for me, like, especially when I'm working with my couples and my clients, I really just want the functional adult to be present. And that mm-hmm. didn't happen. And that's mm-hmm. the part that I think is really problematic because there were a lot of, you know, people who are really committed to being, uh, to honoring other people in that room. And right. we're not telling those stories, which is a shame. And I understand the flaw in my own logic right now. Like we ought to be telling those stories right now. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I don't know enough about the the Oscars. I mean, to be honest, I was at my girlfriend's house and just like getting bits and pieces over the screaming sounds of three-year-olds and dogs barking. I mean, that was right that's the reality of my life right now. So I didn't see it. I don't know the stories, but it's like even the fact that I'm going to get the stories in bits and pieces through MSN or through like social media, they're, you're right. Like they're not even coming out. Well, I think that speaks also to like context, how, why context is so important. If we are judge, jury and executioner based on, and this is not even just about Saturday, Sunday or the Oscars, but if we're judge, jury and executioner based on very limited data filtered to us through the things that we choose in the wind tablet, like we're going to always miss the point. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, we don't know what was going on behind the scenes or what all that stuff was. And, but we can speculate quite a bit about the energy that was that was going on and i mean will smith had been flooded from the minute he walked into the door you think <laughs> you know? so? like well, i mean he might win an oscar in three hours oh you're so right oh my god you know like i don't feel like i maybe <laughs> obviously you don't make those decisions when you're not flooded like you use your yeah. prefrontal cortex and this is a man who has made good smart decisions most of his life um and you're right like what was going on in his physiology that set him up where and the other thing that i'm thinking about is why does he feel the need to defend his wife in that way what what kind of conversations were having were they happen having behind closed doors that he goes Hey, this is something that I need to make a point about. This is something that I need to defend her. Or this is something I need to yeah. whatever it might be. Mm. Man, you're so yeah. right. He must have been flooded the moment he walked in that door. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's. Well, I spent about. Sunday. This is what I did this weekend. Mm-hmm. I went to Idaho. I spent why eleven hours in the car yeah. to watch an eighty-minute soccer game mm-hmm. for a child. Okay. That's love right there. Yeah, that's parenting. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway, um, I was in the car. I was in a, I was in a van when it happened. So I, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. We, we got back. So last week, I love that you said this because you're like, Laura, you've been on vacation for like the last six episodes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't even remember. Oh, we did. Uh, we recorded a podcast while I was in Salt Lake. So um but I do want to thank you and congratulate you on getting a new microphone because that was the, <gasps> that was the you. bane of our vacation existence was. Yeah. So, and I think our listeners will appreciate it too. Yeah. Well, fingers like crossed. Who knows if this is going to turn out. We <laughs> yeah, never seriously. Know. I don't know if we're using the right <laughs> microphone. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support. And that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging, through the phone, or video conferencing. The matching process is quick but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. 
The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash M-T-R, and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. I just want to share this piece that I uh, have been kind of grappling with my in my own life. Um, yes. Okay, so I'm in Salt Lake. I've been on this this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline like, I don't know, I would call it like a world tour with my family. We we drove from Oregon down to Vegas all the way through, popped into Arizona for a second, up through like to Salt Lake City and then back. So it's like, I don't even know how many, probably 24 hours worth of driving total with a seven-year-old in our Sprinter van. Super fun. But I got to Salt Lake and my husband said, it's a lot easier to fly out of Salt Lake than it is Bend, Oregon. So and I and I said, you know what? You're totally right. Why don't you stay here and fly out of Salt Lake to go on your business trip, and I will drive home alone with our son. So, okay. uh, just like you had an 11 hour car trip, I had the yeah. same with my son getting home. And then I started to have resentment and hard feelings, mm. and I have just been kind of thinking about this. Like I gave him permission. I said, honey, you stay. Like we talked about (laughs) this. And I find that a lot of people say one thing. They say, oh, it's totally fine. Go out with your boys. Have a good time. Like enjoy the weekend, you know, go do your thing, whatever it might be. And then they get upset and resentful and they have hard feelings. And I have been Mm -hmm. dealing with this my entire relationship where I know I want to say something to be permissive, to be, you know, grateful to whatever it might be. I want to say yes. And the moment I say yes, I feel good. And then reality hits in where I'm not so good with that. Yes. That I said yes to, and it's now on me of having resentment. And my husband is kind of blindsided as to wait, but you told me I could go and now you're upset. What a double whammy. Have you experienced any of that? Like, am I, (laughs) is this? Of course. Yeah. I think, I think that is just kind of part of being alive. Right. I mean, you, 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 you have these, notions or ideas that you want something to be like X or like this. And then you, you start to live into it and it's like that instead. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's out of your control and sometimes that's, you know, forced upon you and that's its own thing. But when it comes back, back down to your own choice, Mm -hmm. we, I think you have to kind of learn how to manage that relationship with your own choice. I mean, again, this is, it's sort of hard to, to manage, but the, the the reality is that if you say this to Ryan and then that happens and you start to get go dark about it, right? You can either make him pay, or you can make him smarter. Okay, you can be like, hey, I realized that like 
I have this habit where I say, just like you did to me, right. I have this habit of saying yes before maybe I really fully understand the implications. Okay. And it's coming from my best place. I want to say yes. Of course I do. Of right. course I want to, like, I want to, that's who I want to be in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm also human and I get tired and I get lonely and I get resentful. Mm-hmm. And so I need to figure out how to do that. And then can he help? Right. Because yeah. he can't help if you make him pay. Yeah, exactly. So actually, I did find that I, I, I noticed that almost immediately. And so this is, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I'm, I'm all right, toot toot. Like I, I set off on my drive, 7 o'clock p.m. And I'm trying to get to Boise, Idaho in five, six hours. Right. So I'm going to be on the road in, in the dark with a sleeping child. And I say to him, you know, what would really make me feel loved and like you were, you know, you cared about me. Can you just check in with me consistently on this drive and just, you know, make sure that I know Mm. that you are thinking about me. And, um, and that man who's normally sound asleep on me at 8 30 PM was texting me at one o'clock in the morning going, how you doing? Where are you at? You feeling alert? And I was like, I'm so glad that you are. It doesn't, it does at that point, it did not matter that I asked directly for him to text me. The fact that he was texting me was so uplifting. It was like, I know I'm going to be resentful and I'm going to probably get frustrated at like 12 o'clock when I'm getting sleepy and tired and I'm like cursing your name under my breath. And here's how I have tried to figure out how to manage my own like feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so you did it. You did the soft startup, right? You said, I feel about what and I need. And he said, I can do that. He said, thanks for telling me. Yeah. I'm smarter now. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that was just something. And And then, and imagine this, imagine this. He goes, yep. Yep. I'll definitely do that. And then he's like, I'm so tired. I can't believe she made me text her in the middle of the night. Like, you know, like that, it's all a cycle, right? He's probably going to be more inclined to go, I got this. And then maybe he learns how to say, Hey, next time we do a road trip, how about we not plan it so that you're driving at one o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. We can afford a hotel for an extra night just Mm -hmm. to make sure that everybody's safe and gets what they need. You know, I don't know. I think it's, it's this common sort of thing that we talk about a lot, which is like, Sort of like begets like, mm-hmm. you know, resentment begets resentment, right? Compassion begets compassion. Yeah. You know? um, so that's actually something so. that I've been working a lot with couples on is there's a, there's many ways. What do they call that? It's like equifinity or something. Is that a word? Equanimity? Equanim- mm-hmm. it's a word. I don't know what you're trying to say, but yeah, I've never heard either. of the word equifinity, but <laughs> Equifinity. I know Aquafina was in that movie Shang-Chi. She's pretty funny, but mm, I feel like Equifinity is like there's multiple multiple ways to get to multiple solutions. And then there's Equi anyway. I'm gonna go round and round. I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> it's Aquaman. He's he he's looked in, uh, really Justice good, League. by the way. <laughs> he was at the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. He was Oh, that was one of Jimmy Kimmel's jokes. He was like, Spider-Man was there. Aquaman was there, you know, all these people that could have done something. <laughs> I, and I saw Jake anything. Gyllenhaal and uh, yeah. he has yet to call me, uh, which listeners, if you know Jake Gyllenhaal, you know how to get a hold of me. You just send him my way. I would love. To I think he, I think if Jake Gyllenhaal walked up to you, the grocery store, you would you would change aisles because of your Richard Sherman story. Sorry, I don't I don't trust you to speak to Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. Be direct he, and be like, you're he was like, hey, friend. do you know where I could find the avocados? You're like over there. Bye. That's what's going to happen with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I would be like, I have a sprint van in the parking lot and I'm, I need to, I have a hall pass. That's my husband <laughs> told me I have a hall pass. Anyway. 
Uh, it's laminated. Okay. So here's here's what I've been thinking about is there's a lot of different ways to get what you want in your relationship. And I have had a lot of very worn down, tired, um, tone deaf husbands in my practice and a lot of mm-hmm. wives that are trying to figure out, I, I need to get my needs met and I, I don't know how to communicate it because anything I say to him is just like... Phew, right? Like just goes Mm -hmm. over his head or it continues to beat him down where he's leaning out even further. And I was like, let's just work on complimenting each other. Like let's work on Mm -hmm. just flipping it, just expressing like what you said to Mm -hmm. me, like, Hey, let's just for a moment, all recognize how awesome Laura is for having a microphone today that Mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. Um, That lifts me up. That makes me giggle as opposed to saying, Hey, you big dummy. We've been doing, you fell down the stairs. Yeah. (laughs) We've been doing this podcast for four years and like for three fourths of them, your your microphone has sucked. Um, But I do think that the way that we are presenting our problems to one another can be so gentle and grateful that it's a whole lot easier to hear it and receive it and lift each other up. That's what I've been focused on. Yeah, I I talk about this in I have a whole chapter in, in the marriage therapy journal, which is about. Uh, kind of doing it on your own. And I think we, I think you and I talked about this quite a bit, the idea of flipping the script. script. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even if it's softened startup, right? Softened startup is I feel about what and I need. I feel resentful about driving on this road trip mm-hmm. and I need you to help me stay awake, Okay, right? Like that's softened startup. And I talk about like, or we've talked quite a bit about flipping it over, which is I feel so happy and warm when you text me during mm-hmm. these long road trips and I need you to know how much I appreciate it. Yeah. It's the exact same ask. Right. It's the exact same ask. Please text me. Mm-hmm. Right. One of them is coming from this place of pain, which exists and is real. And I think right. it was an appropriate ask to make. The other one though, comes from this like ego push, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel so, I feel so delighted that your microphone sounds so good. Like it's really, it's really cool to hear your crisp, clear voice. Mm-hmm. And I just need you to know, like, thanks for buying another microphone or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Like, of course that's different than Laura. It's super annoying when you're trying to piece it together and having the microphone in your shoe and like, hanging from, <laughs> you know, stalactite. Well, if you, you remember the microphone in the shoe <laughs> trick, that's true. And I need, I need you to get a new microphone. Well, you're going to begrudgingly go get one and then you're going to make me pay somehow. And so I think there's, yeah, complimenting or figuring out how to ask mm-hmm. for what you need, but through the lens of the sort of the positive result. Yeah. I think is a really, is a really great strategy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, and, and I think it, like my new thing with couples right now is I'm like, try it out. Yeah. Just try it out. Yeah. See what happens. Mm-hmm. See what happens if every single time you want something, you start with the benefit. Right. The benefit feeling. Mm hmm. You make your ask and then you talk about how much you just really need to know that you appreciate them. Mm -hmm. You know, what happens? Well, I, the, I think the reason behind this is that we naturally lean toward and do more of the things that we're good at. When I know that I'm really, really good at cooking, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the kitchen more often. People love the food that I put out. They compliment me. They say, I want more of this. They eat all of it, whatever it might be. And so I'm much more likely to lean into cooking. I also know that Laura Heck is not very good at golfing. 
And so <laughs> like when that invitation comes up, Hey, do you want to go golfing? I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't usually put myself in situations where I don't feel competent. And mm-hmm. so I, what I'm trying to say is help your partner feel more competent in how they're showing up for you. And you do that by continuing to point out how they've crushed it in the past. Like Mm. you give the most amazing butt massages of all time. And I could really Mm. go for a butt massage tonight. Of course, your husband's going to lean into that as opposed to being like, you never touch me. You're so like distracted and on your phone all the time. You never touch me. Mm. Really hard to want to give you a butt massage if you're telling me that I never touch you. So I'm just wondering. I don't I don't want to. It's making me think about like, what does Jada Smith Pinkett say (laughs) right there? Does she say? Later, mm-hmm. hey Will, like you're so good at standing up for me. Like I know a hundred percent that you have my back. Yeah. And when that joke happened and you laughed, it really, it really, it really hurt my feelings. Mm. And I need you to say something to Chris. Mm. Like, does that change the whole? Th- I mean, it does. It definitely changes the whole thing, right? Instead of the contempt, she rolls her eyes. She looks at him. She scolds him. Mm-hmm. And then he has to figure out how to repair. You know, how to fix mm-hmm. that. And it, it makes a big thing, you know, he took away his own voice. Like he, his winning the Oscar as a lifetime achievement war basically was the second most important story came, that came out of that. And it's yeah. because we didn't do the part where we said, Hey, I feel about this and I need. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it would have been very interesting had he uh, now we're totally distracted, but it would have been a very different story had he used that moment in time to not defend himself. Cause that was the first thing I heard was mm-hmm. here he's crying and I'm like, okay, there's remorse. He's flooded. I get it. And then he says, love makes you do crazy things. And I think everybody could probably go, mm-hmm, I get it. Love does make mm-hmm. you do crazy things. And that was the biggest defensive statement heard world around the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Like rather than owning and saying that was really stupid. I I really wish I would have been able to, you know, like just stay in my seat and have a conversation with Chris after this. That would have been like, man, look at look at what he's doing to repair yeah. in this moment. He was attempting a repair and came right back at it with a defensive statement. Yeah. And then, I mean, again, it's a non-event. If, it, if, it, if he doesn't stand up, it's a, the joke disappears into the whole the whole ether of the moment. But um, mm. but yeah, you're right. And I think there's something about learning how to just take responsibility for your stuff that when somebody does say to you, Hey, I feel about what, and I need, Mm -hmm. you have choices to decide whether or not to get, you know, angsty about it. Or I was talking, actually, this is another part of this. Sorry. We, we had a whole plan to talk about something else the whole time. um, When I, when people start to ask me about this and they go, what happened? You're supposed to say, I need you to text me all the time. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I almost imagine them like kind of rolling their eyes up in their head. When you think about what you need, kind of go, and I'm rolling my eyes up in my head, go, I think what I need is, I think it would really help if you would text me like at one o'clock and maybe one thirty, and then two o'clock. Like it's not a demand, right? It's a, it's a, it's an ask for what I need that you can provide. Mm-hmm. And I think this is it. And again, we're, we're all just getting smarter about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when somebody does that to you, it makes it a lot easier to respond without defensiveness. It makes mm-hmm. it a lot easier to, to respond without, you know, needing to kind of go, well, here's all the reasons why I did that thing. Or here's why I can't text you at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I really need to sleep. Okay. That's true too. Yeah. 
What do you, what do you think about this? Because of, I'm thinking about this in two different ways. I present this to my husband and I say, hey, I'd really like it if you texted me and checked in on me on my drive. That would make me feel loved and like you were, um, you know, thinking about us. Okay, so now he has a directive, right? Some people in this world don't do well with directives. They want mm-hmm. to be the ones that come up with, okay, she wants the end, the end result. What's the end result? Well, honey, I would really love to feel like you were thinking about me on this car ride. Okay, so I just gave them the end result. Now you get to decide what is it going to be that's going to help her to feel loved on this car ride. I'm wondering, like, how would you prefer? And my listeners, like, how would you prefer the ask? Would you like the direct you know, like specific item of, I would love for you to text me every hour and make sure that I'm okay. Or I'm going to give you the end result. You figure out how to help me feel loved and connected. I would really love to feel like you're thinking about me on this car trip. And then you get to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. Well, me personally, yes, I'm definitely in the latter category. Yeah. Like I will give you the shirt off my back until you ask me for it. <laughs> okay. You know? So if I was to tell you, Zach, I'm really cold, you get to decide. I have a shirt. Here you go. Hold on. Here, you can have this. I'd be like, like, hey, can I? (laughs) Didn't really want your shirt off your back. I was hoping you'd buy me that really cool sweatshirt over there. (laughs) Yeah. The point is, I think this is all goes back to my, my, I I appreciate the question. I think people who are in long-term committed relationships, they have a job, which is to get smarter, to learn. Mm -hmm. How does your partner want to be asked? Right. How does your partner want to be met? Like, does she want the shirt off your back or does she want the coat that she's walking past at the, you know? at the window shopping store the window shopping store the window yeah that's all i do actually is the window (laughs) shopping um so i think that that's all about you know getting getting smarter about what it is that you what works for you and this is a conversation about love languages this is a conversation about emotional bank account return on investment all of that is part of the scene which is you know how do the two of you over time build an awareness and an understanding of what actually works you know, mm-hmm. what actually works in terms of helping you get what you want mm-hmm. so that ultimately you both get what you want, which is to feel closer. Right. Right. I've said it a million times to feel, go to bed, feeling more connected and less sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to land this, but I do want to circle back and just say, if you haven't asked your partner this, then ask him this question of like, how is it that if I have a need, how is it that you want to be asked? Do you want the specific where I say, this is what I want. I want to have sex three times a week to feel close and connected. Great. Okay. Check, check, check. I'm going to have sex with you three times a week. Or I want to feel close and connected. What can we do to make that happen? And then mm-hmm. it's up to you to kind of figure that out. Because I do think that there is a lot of resistance that comes up for folks when they hear the direct request. And Mm -hmm. if you're that person that has been asked directly for certain things and you are experiencing resistance that you haven't communicated to your partner, now's the time to say, I think I want it a little more open-ended. I want to be able to get to that point. Like, give me the end result. You want to feel close. You want to feel connected. You want to feel loved. Uh, uh, Let me figure that part out. Like, empower me. And I think too, I think it's important to say you might not know. You might not know. You might not have spent any time at all trying to figure this out. And so you might be frustrated, but try it out. Mm-hmm. Just try it out. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Yeah. Um, before we finish, I do want to, um, I do want to point to my buddy, Leo Flowers. He has a podcast. It's called Before You Kill Yourself. It's a suicide Whoa. prevention podcast. Yeah. And he, um, he asked me to come on and talk about um, 
this whole Will Smith thing. We did that for about 45 minutes. You might want to check it out if that's of interest to you. Um, or just check out Leo's stuff. He's um, he's a psychologist. He's a coach. He's a comedian. Um, and just an all-around good guy who's got really good questions and really good thoughts. So check out Leo's Leo Flowers, Before You Kill Yourself, uh, his podcast. I think I'm on it. I don't know. Maybe we're done with this news cycle around uh, around Will Smith. But even if it's suicide prevention is your thing, I think it's a good resource. So Right on. Cool. Well, let's land this plane. Yeah. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. As a reminder, we are partnered with BetterHelp. This is therapists in your area that you can reach, whether it be through video conferencing, text message, phone call, on your own time. Um, Zach and I cannot see all of our listeners, but we certainly believe and trust in amazing therapists around the world that are available for you. So go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR. That's how you get the discount when you sign up for BetterHelp. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.